This is an All Ears English Podcast bonus episode three, Secrets to Real Listening, the shocking truth about the American Rust Belt. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast bonus series, where every week, Lindsay and Jessica will show you just how easy English listening can be when you have the right secrets and strategies. Plus, you'll hear stories from Lindsay's 12,000-mile summer adventure across the United States. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll hear about a region that Lindsay visited on the cross-country trip called the Rust Belt and find out what happened in this area and why it fell so fast. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, Jessica, how's it going? Hey, Lizzie, I'm good. I am. I, it's back to school time, man. I am stoked. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is a good feeling. It's a good time of year. Oh, my gosh. I love it. The seasons are changing and my son starts kindergarten on Friday. And there's just there's all these yes. new projects starting and I get to work on this listening. There's just so much fun stuff going on right now. <laughs> Oh, that is so cool. I love it. I love having new projects that you're excited about and, you know, something you can work towards and you can see an end end goal. This week, this uh, couple of weeks, I'm working towards a big hike that I'm preparing for. Ooh, and right. I didn't sleep much over the weekend because I did this crazy hike and it was just insane. But we'll talk about that another day, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to hear yeah. all about this. And I need to join a hiking club. Every time I hear you talk about it, I need to, I need to join a hiking club. And then I forget. I need to write it down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. So we are here back here, Jessica, for bonus episode number three. Guys, this fall, we are coming on All Ears English here with Jessica. You never see Jessica on All Ears English, but we are happy to have her here. Usually Jessica is over at the IELTS Energy Podcast, Mm -hmm. pumping out her awesome wisdom on the IELTS (laughs) exam. But (laughs) we're lucky to have her here on the All Ears English Podcast every Tuesday this fall to talk about listening and how we can help you guys finally overcome this challenge of listening. Yes, yes. And guys, and this is sort of a chance also for us to keep you updated on our progress in the court. I mean, we're, we're, yes, we're doing all of this like live time. We get to talk to you about the things we're most excited about, um, in the course, yep. some stuff that we've already created and also keep you up to date. I mean, yesterday, guys, we just finished going through like, this huge, the biggest, one of the biggest like units of our course um, and about gun rights and gun control and this enormous issue. And when I finished like the very last lesson for this and I was so satisfied and proud and excited to give this lesson to students because it's so good. Like, oh, it's so good. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. We take, we're taking an enormous amount of pride in this project between this crazy yes. trip that I took in the 12,000 miles and the incredible work that Jessica is doing where she's taking these videos and creating real strategies that are going to make a difference that you're not going to find anywhere else 
Wilds in the ESL world, guys. We're taking an enormous amount of pride in this. And that's why we're on here every Tuesday for the next couple of months to get you as excited about it as we are. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, this, I could not feel more excited or confident in (laughs) our strategies and what we're doing. I mean, Lindsay and I have been teaching for so long. We've all gone through listening textbooks and different courses and blah, blah, blah. And I could tell you guys that what we're doing does not exist anywhere else. I mean, it's not just (laughs) listening. This is tied to so many skills, all the skills you need to be confident in going into groups of native speakers and talking about these huge things. I mean, so far we've talked about humor, which is big. We've talked about, Mm -hmm. um, the food, the diner, hedging, hedging, right? In our lesson, hedging. And this is, I mean, this is, these are really concrete skills that you guys could use to participate in conversations. Um, but it's it's so much more than that too. I mean, the cultural stuff that's yeah. worked in the oh, just the it's gonna be what awesome. you're gonna get. You cannot find awesome. anywhere else. That's all I'm saying. No, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. And and so today we're gonna get into a story, a bit of a story, or more just talking about a region that I got really, really just kind of excited and interested, excited about and interested in mm-hmm. on my trip, which is the Rust Belt. Yeah, right. So Jessica, what is the Rust Belt? I mean, what what do you think of when you hear that term? You know what? To be honest, that term hadn't come up a lot for me before your travels. I'd come across mm-hmm. it in various stories on NPR. Um, But what comes up more in my discussions is like Bible Belt. That phrase has been around forever. Rust Belt is relatively recent in comparison, right? Mm. So it describes this region of our country where it used to be full of productive factories, mostly cars, right? Churning out cars. Everybody had work. Things were great. America was so like proud of its cars and building highways and everything like that. We were a very like car, car centric culture for a really long time. Um, but then oh. the manufacturing started to move abroad. It started to go outside yep. the country. And so thousands and thousands and thousands of people lost their livelihoods overnight. And it wasn't just a oh. layoff of like a hundred people, thousands at the same time. So guys, listeners, you can imagine what if this happened in your town? Like all of a sudden, Right. Overnight, like 10,000 people lost their jobs and lost the ability to support their families. So the, the consequences of this, the, the reverberations, right? That have, that have trickled out into society, government, um, water. I mean, the, like the consequences of all this, (laughs) this instability is just, it's mind boggling. It's huge. Yeah. And I think the thing that struck me the most that hit me in the heart about the Rust Belt was the dramatic fall. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, there were cars, lots of car plants and things were doing well, but I have to verify this statistic, but I think that Flint was Flint itself, Flint, Michigan was one of the highest earning median income cities mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. Right. So it was beyond some of the cities that have been steady. It was a rich city. Exactly. Okay? And when you drive through there now, it's, 
it's like a it's like a war zone. I mean, it's not a war zone. I mean, there are places in the world of that course, are obviously yeah. much worse, but it definitely has an incredibly high murder rate and yeah. the water is poisoned. Yeah. So I, I hope that in the course we can really represent the dramatic change that that region has gone through. The city of Flint, the city of Detroit, um, the other cities in this area. Mm-hmm. And what, what actually happens when a region doesn't diversify in a primary economy, right? Exactly. That was the only thing they had going for mm-hmm. them was the car industry. Right. Everyone's father, mother worked at the car Factories. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That was, that was it. Those, that was the only job in town. Um, and this, and this happened, you know, like a hundred years ago, whatever, hundreds of years ago, not that long, but when the, out in the West Coast with the mining towns, right? Like it's the same thing. Like yeah. mining was the only industry. And then once the mm-hmm. mines dried up or else demand for whatever they're mining dried up, then the whole town became a ghost town. That's like where the term comes from. When I think about it, a ghost town to me yeah. is a town that used to be a mining town and now is just dried up. It's, it's creepy to go through these towns it's creepy. that are, that are just empty now, just empty old ramshackle buildings and stuff like that. And and it's it's also it's not just creepy, but I mean, you must have felt a little bit scared on some of your mm-hmm. travels through this region, because guys, I know you know how Hollywood presents America, and I know listeners, you guys are smarter than that. We're not really like that, yeah. but still, I don't yeah. think that people around the world realize the level of poverty that exists in these these pockets in America. Oh my God. It's amazing. I remember I showed up in Flint and I was couch surfing in Flint. I needed to stay with a local who really understood what was going on in Flint. Yeah. Um, and luckily I was able to stay with someone who was actually involved in working very hard to bring the city back up. So he was very informed awesome. on Flint. But one of the things I was doing with him and the other couch surfers was I was doing some urban gardening. Oh, and cool. as I pulled in, I could feel like the locals just sitting around and watching me doing this gardening. And I really, I didn't know if my car was safe. I didn't know if I was safe, but I just kind of went with it. I just kind of kept doing it. And I was trusting the guy that, um, I was staying with as my host, but there were definitely certain areas of the, of the city that, you know, you wouldn't want to drive through at all. Yeah. No, totally. Obviously. And I I know exactly what you're talking about. That feeling of, of going into a town that is, extremely underemployed and and therefore usually undereducated as well right i mean we could we could empty, acknowledge yeah. the <laughs> fact that um in order to to uh to learn the most our brains to be at their best right in order for us to to go through education and get everything out of it um we we have to have food we have to have like a stable home as well and not only that yep. schools in yeah. poorer areas um can't afford to pay a lot of teachers to come in. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. education Mm -hmm. is also a consequence. Like, that falls. And then that, of course, just creates the cycle of not being able to get a job because you don't have the education. And it's just around and around and just keeps getting worse and worse, right? But I've experienced that before, going through a town where literally it seems like nobody in the town has a job. This happened to me in South Africa when we were traveling. um, And people, it's just people just on the streets, just everywhere, just sitting in lawn chairs and stuff like that. Like, there's literally nothing for people to do. 
If you like today's lesson and you want to learn more about how to improve your English listening with the best secrets and strategies that we have to offer, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash bridge. You'll get a free lesson where you'll meet a gun salesman in Texas. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash B-R-I-D-G-E. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and not only that, but it's also, as you said before, a ghost town. The pl- these places are empty. Yeah. Detroit is empty. Flint is empty. And that's part of the what makes it scarier. Sure. Is that there's not there's not enough police covers, not enough police officers. Right. I, there's just not there are not safe places to be right now. But one of the things that we wanted to t- talk about today, Jessica, is the importance of hearing more than one story right on a place. Yeah. Because before I took this trip, the only thing I knew about Flint was what Michael Moore had talked about basically exactly. in his documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, waiting for you, Superman. And we, we, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, that's Go not ahead. that. It's Roger and me. Oh, I, okay. Oh, waiting for Superman is another one. In a couple. Of, okay. I thought he had <laughs> talked about Flint in that one too, but Roger and me is, yeah, that one. Okay. Yes. This podcast is sponsored by cloud optimizer. As a business owner or it manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So we're going to try to include some clips of these documentaries in the course as much Mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of our um one of our big goals guys is to sort of catch you up culture-wise as well. And these groundbreaking documentaries, Roger and Me was Michael Moore's first film and it was huge. I mean, people are still talking about it and it was made a while ago, you guys. Um, um but so in the the homework and the further studies that I recommend you guys do in the course, like after you watch our videos and go through our lessons and stuff like that, there's always a further reflection that I give you. And it's either st- for you to think about, talk out loud about, find a speaking partner, really sort of reflect. The, the reflection is part of all of these lessons. So you internalize the knowledge and you you are able to, to use it and bring it back out, right? Express what you think as well. And part of that is doing some research, right? So I recommend movies. I recommend TV shows, podcasts for you guys to listen to and watch um, in your own time to, again, just add to your knowledge of our culture and what's happening here. Yeah. No, that's huge. And that's the part of it. We That's why we need to go into these places and hear more than one person's take on things, right? So Michael mm-hmm. Moore's take, I actually don't think I've ever seen Roger and me. I think I saw the other one. He must, I mean, he's from Flint or he's from outside of Flint. So yeah. he's talked about it in a few of his movies. But what I had heard about Flint is obviously a depressing story and it is right. a depressing place. But when we talked to Andrew in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. who's from that area and had lived in Flint, you know, he had a, a more hopeful 
perspective on the city. And yes, he talks yeah. about his favorite bars in the city and the right. things that, you know, people don't know about Flint. And I felt like right. that was really important, a key to understanding a city. No, totally. There are more than what there's more than one side to everything. Right. And just like, I mean, just like our motive in showing you the different sides of America. So you, you, you know that there's more than one side to us. It's the same thing here. You could take it on, you know, more of a micro scale. And exactly. I've never been through that area. Mm. All I knew was what I hear on NPR, what I see in Michael Moore documentaries and it is there there is a lot of terrible awful stuff that that has happened and is happening there but we have to remember that there are still real people living there there are people getting on oh, with yeah. their lives every day and going out and making community gardens and starting organizations and doing positive things in their community but also just living their lives going to the bar with their friends going to you know a basketball game yeah. and and this is this is still yeah. happening right yeah, yeah. And I think that's part of what we want to portray in the course is to show a different side of Flint. Um, because if we only know what Michael Moore has told us, then we'll never think about maybe encouraging someone to go travel there and right? check it out. Yeah. And they need people to travel there. Like they need people to see what's going on, bring attention to the problem mm -hmm. of the water being poisoned with lead, right? Because that's the one of the biggest issues is yeah. that they actually can't drink the water because it is poisoned with lead, which causes enormous brain damage. And Andrew was saying that he couldn't even like shower. I mean, you can't right. even take a shower. Yeah. He would have to like go yeah. to the suburb where his parents live to take a shower and do laundry and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that's shoot. I, I mean, I lived in Cambodia and the water was, you know, not clean at all. And coming back to the States, I never thought that I would run into that in my own country. Right. That's, that's the that's the interesting piece of this, right? We're going to show you guys a part of the U.S. that you would never imagine actually that this happens in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, you you think of this in other parts of the world, but these things are happening in the U.S. And it's it's shocking. I remember one of the girls that I was gardening with, she's a local, she's a little bit of a transient. She kind of moves around the U.S., but she's sort of based in Flint. And she was telling me, yeah, like I'm, I get this rash on my leg sometimes. Jeez. I'm not sure if it's because of the water. There's just not a lot of I don't know. The, the community is not connected enough and there's not enough education out there, even yeah. with the locals on what's happening. Right. You know what I mean? So ah, it's just a very interesting situation. No, it's huge. And I, what's also awesome for us is, I mean, Lindsay and I are learning a lot as well as we go through this. Right. I mean, like, totally. like I said, just, you know, as a side note, we were just finishing up the, um, the, plans and the lessons and stuff for the the module on gun rights yesterday and i think Lindsay and i could safely say we were definitely on one side of the issue before <laughs> yeah. Lindsay started traveling and talking to all these people um but it really made us think and that comes through in the worksheets it's yeah. sort of like what yeah. what was the process for for us in in learning and changing our minds and thinking of from different perspectives and then we try to guide you guys as well on the same journey of really analyzing like why why do i think this and doing yeah. a little bit of research yeah. and then coming up with your own like solid strong opinions that you could express with confidence because you have stuff to back it up mm. you know you have heard what it's yeah. like in texas you've heard what it's like in montana and it's not like it is in portland and boston i mean these are totally <laughs> no, different yeah yeah, no, you're right. And it's so easy to just kind of hold on to our opinion of something if we don't get out of our bubble, yeah, right? Yeah. 
So that's why we get out of our bubble. So through this course that we're going to offer you guys this fall and through these videos, you're going to have a chance to not only get out of your own bubble, but also improve your listening skills and get our strategies, which we're working on now, these special formulas and three-step strategies to really connect with people. Mm -hmm. We know how you feel when you can't understand what's going on, and we're bringing you native voices. I mean, Andrew's voice, this person you're going to meet here from Grand Rapids, I would say he has a distinctly Midwestern or Rust Belt accent. What would you say, Jessica? Oh, Did you yeah. catch that accent a little it's, bit? It's definitely middle America for sure. There's um, and yeah. it it changes as you go, you know, from the top to the bottom. Sort of like you go up near Canada, oh, it changes. Yeah. You go into the south, mm. it changes. And yeah, it's he doesn't. Uh, he's very he's easy to understand. Um, it's not like a yeah. thick accent like a sort southern of, yeah. accent. Um, but it is different from right. the way we talk. And I mean, we're we're talking about the, sort of the big ideas of this, the big applications, like helping you guys um, learn about culture and news and what's happening. But also, I mean, we were able to extract like a very specific language-focused lesson from Andrew's interview, the the story he tells about what happens in the Rust Belt and what happened in Flint, the the story he tells um, about Flint from the 1980s up until now. Like it is full of these time markers that you, you mm. need to understand to follow a story, right? And it's extracting mm. these things to help you guys follow in the conversation. So, um, I mean, I'm just looking at his lesson now and there are so many good time phrases, you know, like post 1980s. Um, we went from being mm. something to being something. And it's these, these structures yeah. that. I don't see these in normal textbooks. So yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And we're going to bring you guys the visceral experience as much as we can. Like right now, thinking about this gives me chills. Like to think about... You know, what Flint looks like when you drive down those streets and just yeah. the board, the houses boarded up and the way that a city could fall that fast is just it's nuts. It's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. I don't it know. Did so it's incredible. Quickly. I mean, I remember in like, um, probably the nineties, right? When there was that, the, it was all over the news that you could buy a house in Detroit for $1. And, and it was true. Like you really, yeah. you could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've mm-hmm. even met people, yeah. you know, that their whatever their brother lives around there and bought a house in Detroit for literally like a hundred bucks, you know, like yeah, this is crazy. True. Yeah. That's so funny that the place that I couch surfed at in Detroit, because Detroit, I went to Detroit the night before Flint and couch surfed and the guy had bought his house for about $1,900. Um, on a, yeah, on a housing auction. But the thing is, I have some photos from this house. Seriously, like it, it was, it was, it looked like a crack house. Oh God. Like, the, I mean, the room that I stayed in was, had been redone and he was, you know, he's this like young kind of hipster guy. Yeah. He drives a pedicab Ugh. and he has an urban garden. It's so awesome. he's like getting in on the bottom floor in Detroit right. because Detroit is projected to be going through a major kind of uptick and it'll be gentrifying, but very Definitely, slowly, yeah. right? Because he and his roommate even told me like, they don't go out at night. They can't really go out much at night. Jeez. They can't go for a walk in their neighborhood at night. Oh my God. You know? <sighs> Can you imagine? I mean, listeners, can you imagine? This is, did you know this? Did you know this existed? I mean, maybe you had a hint because of like action movies, but it's real. (laughs) It's real and it's raw and it's coming to you guys this fall. So (laughs) yes, it's going to be awesome. 
Oh man. Oh man. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'm just super excited to show you guys what we've got here and help you guys make this part of your listening repertoire, your skills, your strategies that you're going to have. So you can face whatever you need to face when it comes to going out into the real world and really speaking English. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it is immensely satisfying for me guys to bring in all of this. Well, the knowledge for my master's degree, how we, how we process mm. language, applied linguistics, but Taking all that and then putting it a- as a backdrop to the, you know, 15 years of actually teaching <laughs> and bringing yeah. this all together to be like, <laughs> I know this works and I know why, because this is, li- this is how our brain functions and just putting all of this into this, these step by step strategies for you guys. And oh, it's so fun That's and awesome. it's so good. That's so cool. So this is going to be amazing, guys. So you can actually go ahead and get started on one of the lessons that Jessica is going to be giving you for free. She's created this lesson. You're going to meet a gun salesman. His name is Coleman from Texas, okay? And she's going to show you how to identify when people are hedging, when native speakers are hedging and what to do about it. So you guys can get into that by going to allearsenglish.com forward slash bridge. And that'll put you on the special VIP list where you'll be one of the first to be offered the course when it's available in October. Okay. And this is a really good lesson, you guys. It's, it's really good. You could, you could use this information in your own speaking and listening like immediately. Yes. So go on over there, guys. Meet Coleman at allearsenglish.com forward slash bridge. That's B-R-I-D-G-E. And go on and get on the VIP list, guys. You want to be there. Trust me. Oh, definitely. All right. All right. We'll be talking more about the Rust Bolt soon. It's such a big topic and it's so hard to attack, but it's so, I don't know, it's dramatic to me. I don't know. It's super dramatic. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> there are, yeah. There are just so many things, so many causes, so yeah. many consequences. And it's, yeah, it's fascinating. Mm. All right. This has been good, Jessica. We'll see you back here on this bonus episode again next Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Awesome. My pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's bonus episode. And if you enjoyed today's episode, then you'll love our free listening lesson where you'll get a taste of our powerful listening strategies. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash bridge. That's allearsenglish.com forward slash B-R-I-D-G-E to download this free lesson immediately. See you there. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.